Rid it did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, March 4th. Somehow I forgot what day of the week it was, even though we do this on the same day. It's not good. Every week. You're getting old. Yikes. I'm getting old. I don't feel good. I'm not my allergies. I am. This weather's killing me. I'm hoping, which is supposed to be like good weather for the next couple of days and then rain again for like five days straight. So that's good. It's probably just gas. Yeah, that's it. Just a little backed up. This this guy I work with, he was like, every time I like complain to my wife I'm not feeling well, she's like, oh, it's probably just gas. He's like, I could have a broken arm, and like is the bone a, would be out of my skin. She'd be like, oh, it's probably just gas. Is he a gassy individual? I don't know. Do you sit near him? Yeah. So I he's probably not a gassy individual. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he is. He could be. He could be one of those silent killers. I don't know. Yeah, but you would smell it, so... He's not there's a, a there's some funky. It could be him. I don't know. <laughs> it could blame, be myself. You've been blaming it on Dave this whole time, and it's yeah. this other guy. It's me. Oh, oh, that's a plot twist. Yeah, if I've ever heard one. Um, guys, we got a great show for you. We are going to talk about the big win over Kentucky comeback win. Have we reversed the 17 point curse? Is that a thing? I hope so. <laughs> Is it weird that we in a week span we've given up a 17 point or two weeks span? I guess. 17-point loss and then come back from 17? It doesn't make sense. But that's that's just this team. Right? It's very, yeah, it's so frustrating. It's I mean, I mean, I'm happy about last night. Don't get me wrong. But I'm very frustrated about, obviously, the the week, two weeks before. Yeah, um, it, it can't be easy. No, it'll never be easy. Even winning, it's not easy. No. Um, we're going to preview the Auburn game. That's this Saturday at, is it noon? Is it a noon game? Or is it two? We got a nooner coming up? Yeah, check that for me. We're going to talk about some SEC It is basketball. a nooner. It is a nooner? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'll be out of bed, out of bed in time. You got a tailgate, right? <laughs> you want to tailgate this? If it's pretty weather, you want to tailgate? Just, is it supposed to just be get a random weather? spot? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Just wanna... I'm not against it. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some SEC basketball. We've got recruiting news. The baseballs continue to roll. Did you see my stat I tweeted out? No. In February, the, uh, the baseball team this February has 115 – points runs yeah sec or tennessee football in 2017 had 113 points in sec play broke my pen got excited that's not good <laughs> i tweeted i was like those two things have nothing to do with each other but they're funny to see <laughs> you said last february this february or no i'm sorry i'm sorry uh and last, then last football season or this 2017 year? football season so oh. our worst four yeah that i mean you couldn't i feel like you had to use that season otherwise it wouldn't have worked right right maybe yeah. 20 maybe 2018 i didn't look at 2018 though yeah it could have been but we got blanked by georgia in 2017 we only had seven i think at alabama we had like 10 at yeah. LSU. It was bad. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Let's just... just. I, I, I intentionally chose the worst season in football history. Yeah, but you just kept naming off the scores. I'm like, dude, we got to stop this. I'm, I'm, it, it was a good I'm it was a good day yesterday. It was and, a good day. And you're, yeah, you're, you're bringing day. me down a little bit. I'm not I'm not enjoying that. Um, and, and then we've got some segments for you. Um, I was going to say something else about the baseball team. Now I don't remember. But we got two reasons to put the hat on, though. I, yeah. I'm not going to make you do it now, even though you... You probably should make up for lost time after the. Yeah, last week it took me a while to put yeah, it on. Yeah, which is which is bad. But let's just, let's just go, go ahead and do it. Yeah, go ahead and get it on. Go ahead and get it on. Damn, it looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. It feels really good. It's a good fit. Feels good. Looks good. Play good. There you go. We played. Talks we played, good. Well, we played good in the second half. Yeah. How many points do we have? I need to pull it up. Hey, that's I'm all that matters, though, right? 
You gotta finish strong. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily like the way we started, but you gotta finish strong. We uh, we didn't score in the second half until like 17 minutes though, like the 17 minute mark. Well, that's. I think it was 17:23. So it was a 17 point lead with like 6:50 something left. I'm pretty sure. 6:50 left in the game. 16:50 oh, left like, in the game. There's no way, but okay, but maybe you're right. Yeah. So there, there was. We were down 17 at that point. We didn't get to watch much of the first half. Is this our no. fault? Is it a reverse curse for us? We did watch the end, though. So That's what I'm saying. Like, did we just reverse? Like, I feel like I'm typically the one that watches the crumble, turns it off, and then we come back. This time, I didn't get to watch much of the first half. We were kind of in and out of it. This time, we watched the end. I, If we had started losing, I would have left. Like, we watched it together. I would have left and not watched the rest of the game if we had started losing. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to. I think it's time to ask if my curse has also been. Did we just reverse a lot of curses? Or I think it's wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah. Let's wait and we see. We lose by twenty two to Auburn. Yeah, it's then it's not done. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, also on the Kentucky note. Oh well, you know what? I'll save that until we start talking about it. I'll save that until we start talking about it. Are you ready to go? Are you ready yeah, to let's roll? get it. You uh, you ready to jump into the show? Yeah. All right. Well, before we do that, though, one more thing. Landon's going to tell you all about our friends over at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check them out. Any financial needs you may come in contact with, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Go check them out. Do it. Let's talk some Kentucky. Oh, I'll, first I want to start. Okay, sorry. Oh, by saying, you you know who we saw last night? The headband wearing, number ten wearing, wind stealing, wheeling dealing, <laughs> team plane flying, son of a gun, John <laughs> Fulkerson. That's who you saw last night. The best, the best player on the court. Oh yeah, by far. Best player on the court, 27 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, domination over number 6 Kentucky, dominated Nick Richards. Nick Richards couldn't even stop him. SEC player of the year, couldn't even stop him. SEC player? Yeah. No. John Fulkerson, baby. Just a kid from Kingsport, just dominating the number 6 team in Rupp Arena. Love it. He beat. Love it. Rupp, he beat Calipari, he beat... Nick Richards, Rupperies, he beat them all. Dude, the calls down the stretch were pitiful. Oh, God. Some that, of the that, that charge on Josiah Jordan James, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's law. But dude, oh. just a gutsy performance. You know, first of all, I'll mention John Fulkerson again. The last five games, he's averaging 17.4 points per game. And 4.4 rebounds per game um, in the last five games. Um, so he's playing like that's like all American level, right? I I, I want to say especially yes. who who you're playing who's who's it against like Dude, Florida that, Kentucky those performance you're playing like an all American. That's the biggest thing I was about to say about Kentucky that I want to you know that I want to say in the show is like this team was labeled by some of the national media as the hottest team in college basketball right now. Oh yeah. And you went in there and won by eight. Came down from 17 and won by eight. Yeah. I mean, they were probably going to be the 
like the top number two seed if yeah. if they continue to win out. Who do they have? Not anymore. Saturday. Uh, depending on what they do at the tournament, they could they still. Florida? They maybe they could still be potentially a two seed, right? If they if they win the SEC tournament or go yeah, far I mean it. It, it would depend on <clears throat> yeah. I mean it's gonna depend on what other world. what other yeah, teams do, but, but they still have a chance. Is my point. So you just beat a team that potentially could have a, one of the highest seeds in college basketball. But blowing a seventeen point lead at home that doesn't look good to no, uh, that definitely will not to the bracket committee. And is is Tennessee gonna make a run? That's too like I know you didn't play well in the first half. Yeah. Part of the second half, but like Tennessee goes on a run. I hate that I'm getting in this mode. I'm already I'm I'm feeling the orange flow through me. Yeah, there there's always that point where you're just like, why, when when does it end? When do you like Why couldn't they get beat by fifteen at Kentucky? So I go, Oh, that's it. That's yeah. the season's over. Cause, <laughs> Cause like a, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, Yeah, I saw we were down and I just turned it off and yeah. I saw we were up again. Like this there was no like emotional investment by fans. Yeah, really. a lot of Tennessee like, fans, like a lot of that is lost. A lot of Tennessee fans woke up to a win. Yeah, and, went to and, bed with a loss, woke up to a win, and then you you wake up and you Which, have a seven. You come back from seventeen points down in the second half. Part of that is a stupid nine p.m. tip off, the oh, yeah. dumbest thing in the world. Right. Which is uh, it worked but, out for me because I got to watch the whole game, but it, it gives fans <laughs> hope. You, you brought all those people back in. You know, maybe it was a point like, hey, we need to make some money, so we need to put people in the seats for Saturday, so we got to win this game. Phil Former came in. He was like, (laughs) guys, there might be 10,000 people there if you don't win this game. (laughs) Now it's going to be a sold-out show. Yeah. Guarantee it. Brucey's coming to town. Oh, yeah. I hate when he comes back into town. You You can tell our fans still love him. And, like, it's only annoying because we're playing him. It's not annoying elsewhere. It's probably annoying to other people, but I don't find it annoying. But I hate him when he's when we're playing him. I hate him. Yeah, like I mean, seventeen points. Like that's it's obviously seventeen. There's something about seventeen points. I don't want to be up by seventeen points. No. You definitely don't want to be down by seventeen. I suppose Jones about seventeen. Points. But yeah, seventeen points. That's that's the scary moment. Yeah, I suppose Jones about those those numbers. Oh <laughs> what does this chart say about the seventeen points to make what is it two hundred twenty five thousand dollars a month? Yeah, <laughs> that's all his chart says now. Dude, must be hard, oh. right? Yeah, that's got to be difficult. He hadn't gotten a ring yet, though, so that's good. <laughs> hadn't gotten that that's ring. what's he's, wrong with Alabama. He's you over there ring chasing. Like, yeah, we lost Scott Cochran. You know, that's downfall of Alabama football. No, it's Butch Jones. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> as soon as you signed him on the staff, you signed your own death certificate. Yeah, that's You're what like, you get. Oh, that's good. Got it. I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about it either. Um, Besides Jordan James. Dude, finally. A little coming out party in the second half. He's a different player. Yeah, I think he had four rebounds and four assists in the second half. Finished with five assists. So, four of those coming in the second half. And then four of the rebounds, I believe, coming in the second half. Yeah. And, he, I mean, dude was just working his butt off. Yeah, and and is he the leading rebounder and assist leader for us? I know he is assist leader. I'm not sure about rebounds. But he's got to be close. And... He led us in in both of those categories. I think he tied with Jordan Bowden with with five assists, but he's he's leading in those categories, um, especially the last couple of games he's been back. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's, like, he's impacting the game in ways that he should that we expected him to impact it. But yeah. Finally, maybe hopefully being more consistent in it now. Yeah, and if you know a little bit more development, and you know if you're talking about it, the longevity of an NBA game. Yeah. He is a triple-double last night. Yeah. 
16 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block. Damn. Yeah, and and we need we need his help, especially because like last night, which Viscovi's just Kentucky, like you mentioned, Kentucky's always going to be a tough game for Viscovi. Yeah. So man. we needed we need a primary ball handler because Bowden, he's a decent ball handler, handler, but he's not a primary ball handler. Uh, Jalen Johnson's a decent ball handler, not a primary <laughs> ball handler. Devontae Gaines, same. So we need James. Yeah. To to assist in games like this where the other team is guard heavy and going to give Viscovi some trouble because. Viscovi's obviously shown he can do it, but in these kind of games, you're going to need help. Yeah, and I, I think it's wild that the, um, you know, our two primary ball handlers are both true freshmen, mm-hmm. and we're able to score 81 points against Kentucky. Right. How many times we scored 80 like twice this year? Is that right? I think I, I saw that. I'll have to look. I mean, that's we scored 50 in the second half. Yeah, that's. I mean, where where is this scoring out? I know we need, we need that output all the time. I mean, it's all the time, and I feel like we we took good shots. It wasn't like <laughs> just like terrible threes. Mm-hmm. We we got open shots, and I think a lot of that has to do with John Fulkerson just dominating the paint. Oh, and I feel like he brings confidence to everybody else, and it kind of sinks the defense in, and so you're able to get outside shots. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely helped a lot that coming out in the second half. Which what game did he do? That? South Carolina was it? No, I don't know. We saw it again in another game earlier in the year, though where he had a really good first half. And because of that really good first half, it opened up things for the rest of the team in the second half. Yep. So it just shows how big of a help it, it is if, like, Fulkerson or Pond, someone who's working the inside, has a big has a really good first half. It just opens up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought we played great defense. They scored 73 points. But, you know, you talk about all this NBA talent that Kentucky has, and you defended them. You didn't give them anything easy. No. You got steals. You got strips on their way to the basket. You know, there wasn't just, like, a bunch of open lanes that I feel like there was against us when we were at home. Yeah. Against Kentucky when we were at home. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you you at least made it difficult. And then down the stretch, because you made it difficult, some of those shots weren't falling. Yeah. That they were having to try and earn. It was a big – I mean, it was a big game all around. And it just another defensive – hard to call it a domination because, like you said, they scored 73. But a lot of – I mean, more than over half of that came in the first half. Yeah. When you didn't play great. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Much better. Much, much better. And I, second half. I just we, feel like we wanted it. Like, we yeah. we got to loose balls. Um, you know, the, there was just this fight that we haven't really seen this year. I mean, you saw it against yeah. you saw it against Florida um, in the first half against Florida. You know, you almost blew that one. But um, there was just we – were, we were not going to lose that game. Right. When we got on our, our little run, we were not going to lose that game. When we cut it within five, it was our game to win. I want to know where we find that fight. Like, because like you said, we haven't seen it a ton this year. But last night, like it was, we wanted it more than that. Yeah. So, so let me, let me ask you this. What do you think that it, do you think we're just finally healthy? Because I know Rick Barnes has, has said that, you know, Fulkerson wasn't healthy for a little bit. Obviously, Lamonte, that put a big damper on things when when he left. Viscovi is still acclimating to everything. And then Josiah James, Josiah Jordan James got hurt. Yeah. So, do you think we're just finally healthy and we are finally have that um, chemistry? I mean, I hope we're healthy because we're going to need it on a stretch. But I, I, think the big, I think one of the bigger things is, like, anytime you get to – at Tennessee especially. But anytime when you play for any team in the country and you get to go face Kentucky at Rupp, 
that brings a different set of energy. Yeah, so I, I think mean, that's part it's of it. <clears throat> a Kentucky fan told me this at work that it's everybody's Super Bowl. I, I uh, agree. Would call it the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Right, but like that, that's. It's right. like Evansville and, and yeah. people like that. Like they they go in there wanting. Uh, I mean, even you're going to get everybody's best shot. Yeah, even Rupp Duke in North Carolina when they get to play <laughs> Kentucky at Rupp, you're going to want to beat that team in their own arena. I mean, their record at Rupp's incredible. Yeah, they hadn't lost a hundred in 129 games, I think, if they led by double digits at half. Yeah, 129 straight, and we, I mean, yeah, that. So yeah, the entire time under Coach Cal, yeah. like it's they have not lost with. With the double digit, yeah. Half. So, yeah. you know, just things like that. I mean, definitely bring its own kind of fire to it. And and Tennessee, you know, that's something that they hear from the coaching staff. They hear from former players. They hear from you know the older guys on the team because it's instilled that you beat Kentucky, you beat Kentucky at Rupp. And it's not because obviously traditionally we don't beat Kentucky, but it's the thing you want to do. It's the thing you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can, it's. I mean, if you can beat Kentucky at Rupp. You have probably had a decent, at least a decent year, if not a good year. Yeah, if not a great year. But I mean, yeah, it. De- I mean, this could definitely change the trajectory of, of um, of the end of the season. Yeah. Um, because this, I mean, that is a. I mean, that was the kind of thing we talked about at the uh, last show. Is like it kind of sucks when you play these really good teams down the stretch: Florida, Kentucky, Alabama, or Auburn. Sorry. It kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's like. It could help you potentially sneak into it, you know, in the situation we're in. It could help us if yeah. you go get the last three wins, mm-hmm. and you've won two of them now. Go get the last one. Yeah, I mean that's you give yourself a chance. Yeah, um, you know, I guess you control what you can control, and then let the bracket committee. If they don't think you deserve to be in, then you're not in. But you did everything you could down the stretch to to make your case. Right, and, and even if you beat Auburn, you're going to have to go in probably two games in the SEC tournament minimum. That's your bare minimum. Yep. Um, and even then, it may not be enough. But so, but first, like I said, you have to beat Auburn. Like that's your next thing. Yeah. Like, you know, on on Sunday we were saying, yeah, it'd be great if you can beat Kentucky or beat uh, Auburn and Kentucky. But first, you at least have to beat Kentucky to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So now you've gotten that out of the way. Um, you you do get Auburn at home. I think that helps because obviously Auburn turned into has turned into and, and it's credit to Bruce Pearl. He's uh, he's a marketing guy. He's an energy guy. He's made Auburn one of the tough, toughest places to play in the SEC. Oh yeah. And so now you're getting them at home. They're not able to feed off that energy. If we get a 17 point lead on Saturday, I'm very confident we don't lose that game because there's not energy to feed off of there. Yeah. Um, unless you know they smell you know unless they get a five zero run or something and smell blood, who knows with this team? Who really? I mean, seriously, who knows? But I do feel better about it at home rather than at oh, yeah. Auburn, where I mean, last night hostile. was was the game that you're like, yeah, we're gonna lose that game, but maybe we have a chance at Auburn because it's at home. Yeah. Now you win that game, hey, let's go beat Auburn too. Yeah. And I I think there was a point in time where Rick Barnes was just like, hey, do y'all want to keep playing? Right. Because like this this is it. Like if if you don't win some games, like you're done. And you're yeah, and you're like winning. You, if you win these games, I know it's it maybe you know it's it may be too early to tell. It's just the good thing about this year in college basketball. It's been so crazy. Like you may give yourself a chance. Yeah, because I mean the the bubble teams are good. They're not impressive. Yeah. So yeah, if you have some some good quality wins down the stretch, you make your case. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, one thing I noticed last night was we finally got some bench play. Um, bench points. Bench points. Yeah. Jalen Johnson uh, had eight points, one steal, one rebound. He, he played 17 minutes, so it was more than they did against Florida. But you're still playing, guys. Fulkerson played 39 minutes. Bowden played 38. Pons played 39. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we only played three guys off the bench. and I mean, there, Roche... there's no way, especially if you win a, a couple games in the SEC tournament, you're not going to be able to sustain that night in, night out. Nope. We've got to find a way to get some some guys. And like, Urosh only played two minutes. Do you think it's just trust, or do you think it's like, this is our ba- best chance to win, so we're going to go with this? Best chance to win. And, and trust plays into that. But, I mean, look at Urosh. It's obvious we don't trust him when he's in there. It's just to take up space and – he played That's two it. minutes at two fouls. Yeah. I mean, that is – he is not making us better when he's on the floor. That's no. just the fact of the matter. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson, he's so streaky. You got eight points out of him. That was probably all you are going to get last night. Yeah. I mean, you weren't going to get any more. I mean, that, Devontae that Gaines, helps. Yeah, and Devontae Gaines went in there to play defense. I believe he had two rebounds. No, just one. One, one rebound and a steal. That's why he's in the game. And he may not get any more than that. He might get a few more rebounds. He may get two points, but you probably got – the best out of him. It's unfortunate you only got the best out of him for five minutes, but that's probably the best you're going to get out of him. Yeah, because, I mean, he's not handling the basketball, and, and looks like last night we just tried to give our ball handlers a little rest. Um, Vescovi played 30 minutes. Josiah Jordan James played 30 minutes as well. So, it looks like they're trying – like, if we just had one more guy that could dribble the basketball, right? they'd probably get a lot of playing time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We don't I mean, really have – Especially if, last night with Victor Vescovi's- Bailey, if he's, if he's eligible, he's playing a lot. Yeah. I mean, last night with Vescovi struggling, if, if Devontae Gaines is a better ball handler, he probably gets more minutes. Oh, yeah. So, which Vescovi plays good defense, too. Um, and so, guys like James Vescovi, it's hard to keep off the floor because you know you're going to get good minutes out of him. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, same with the pretty much, you know, Pons and ba- I mean, pa- Pons, Bowden, Fulgerson all just work really hard defensively. So, even in the, when, they're, when they're struggling offensively, it's hard to take them off the floor. Yeah. It's hard. So, have we turned the corner? In the last two games, that you think it's you think it's just like this team is just a roller coaster. It's continuing that roller coaster, or do you think like we've act, we actually have a decent basketball team on our hands? This team's a roller coaster. You talked about getting healthy. I just think you never truly know until you know. Until you know, <laughs> you just never. Yeah, I mean, like who knows? Because I mean, we go and play, and we look really good against. I mean, I guess this is the two, best two game stretch we've had. So maybe, yeah, maybe, and again uh, against like two of the best uh, teams that we played. Yeah, this is probably this is probably the best two game stretch we've had. That's good. Let's make it three, please. Three, three. three or four. Please make it three. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like if a win Saturday probably gets you in the NIT, right? Surely. I, I really like. I mean, I just who knows. I don't even know how many SEC teams. I here, I've got the. I mean, so Mississippi you. State, South Carolina, they're probably bubble teams. What's their record? It's not much better than ours. Yeah, they're 19-11, and 12. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bad thing is there's a lot of, like, teams with this record. Right. No, so, yeah. There's I mean, you're, you're two wins that you should have won away from. You should have won South Carolina, Texas A&M. If you win those two games, I feel like you win Saturday, you're probably in the tournament. Yeah. Yep. But I don't know. Does Florida get in at 18 11? They've got Florida as a nine seed in the latest bracketology. Joe Lenardi does. 
Wow. I'll tell you one thing. If they make Tennessee like a play-in game, I wouldn't want to be that other team that has to play Tennessee. I mean, I wish I could say that, but you just never know. I mean, if, if we're playing just like, like we not are now. knowing like how, how you're going to do, you see like them beat Florida, yeah. them beat Kentucky, Auburn. Like that's not oh, – that's like, oh, crap. Yep. We got the short straw. I can't believe Florida's a non-seed. Yeah, they're 18-11. I mean, the, the bad thing is I the mean, SEC just beat up on each other. It, yeah, you know, there's only four SEC teams in Joe Lenardi's bracket. Yeah. As of March 2nd. Yeah. So, it looks like ETSU, it's going to suck. It, what what the SOCON needs to happen is for someone else to win the tournament. Because ETSU's already in, pretty much. Yeah. So, they need somebody else to go grab that automatic bid. Um, anything else for the Kentucky game before we move on? That's all I got. I mean, we got to keep Viscovi's parents in town, I guess. Dude, I said it. I said, <laughs> if we win it at Kentucky, you can't let them leave. You got to keep it. They'll be here Saturday, I'm pretty sure. It was 10 days, right? So, unless they got here a few days earlier, which is surely not. Like, yeah. Surely they got here like Friday night or Saturday. A surprise, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't wait <laughs> they that long. They just sit in the hotel room for a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> um, yo, I think you have to keep them here. I agree. 100%. Um, good luck charm. Absolutely. If we if we beat Auburn, we they can't leave before the SEC tournament. That's not allowed. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you get the same thing like the the Rick Barnes treatment where he got all those free meals? We're just like hotel yeah. companies, just like hey, you can stay here for free. You can that stay here. Should for free. be what happens. Post them up in the embassy. Let's go to the rooftop bar. Oh yeah, no, the new one. What's the new one? Is that the embassy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the no, Hyatt's it's kind Hyatt, of too cold to the Hyatt right now. Oh, it's more, dude. It feels great today. Probably not on a rooftop, but yeah. <laughs> Probably a little chilly up there. Um, Auburn, though. Well, ah, man, it's just... The good news is it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. That's the only good That's the only good thing I really have to tell you. They play A&M tonight at 7, so that game's about to tip off soon. Um, I mean, I hope they win. I hate. I would hate if they lose again before they play us. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah, they'll they'll be mad and, and pissed off before they. I guess. I guess that's what happened. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I'm trying to see like seating wise. So, so we're seven right now. If it ended today, yeah, teams that played today also. Um, yeah. But I think the team we were behind was Alabama, and they lost last night, right? And we won. They lost to Vanderbilt, and we won. Yeah. So I feel like that means probably a set. I mean, surely I don't think. I'll see if I can pull that up. Surely we wouldn't move down if anything happened, right? Yeah. Well, if Texas A&M wins tonight and then we lose and they win on Saturday, I mean, like tonight, I don't think we could move down. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I don't think so. No, we would be tied with. Well, if Texas A&M wins tonight, they'd have tiebreaker over us, right? Because they won head to head. I would imagine. Who knows? Who knows with all the yeah? There's probably some. It's probably like points first for some reason. <laughs> Something stupid. Did you see the story about Lamonte? Yeah, she went his left hand. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, it looks like I shoot basketball with my left hand. I mean that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and he like was he was gonna do it like it was yeah. Didn't tell the coaches. He's like, I'm just gonna shoot left. No, no, he did. He did tell the coaches because. Well, he, he didn't tell him for a while. Oh, okay. And then he was practicing like that. And then I guess they found out. And then Rick Barnes kind of talked him out of it. Oh, yeah. Rick Barnes is like adamantly against it. Which, I, I mean, I guess, he, you know, you're just looking out for your guy. But it's like, if, 
I feel like it would have been better for him to try it shooting left-handed than for him to try it shooting right-handed. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, they knew the shoulder problems weren't going to go away. Like, they pretty much told him, like, if you're going to play now, like, you're just going to play with shoulder issues. Right. So it seems like it would have been a safer thing to go. I don't know. I mean, you can't ask anything more of a player than... No, no. Because, I mean, like... He's given everything he had. Like, yeah, like, go out and shoot with your non-dominant hand. It's awful. A lot of you are bad, and me. Yeah. (laughs) bad with our dominant hand. Yeah, and and so you go out there and try to shoot with your non-dominant hand. I mean, it's miserable. Yeah. I mean, just, like, riding, riding, and and imagine doing something, like, athletically at a high level of basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's that's wild. I mean, props to him. I mean, that's... I gained. I had a bunch of respect for Lamonte Turner. I gained a lot more right from that, from just reading that. That was that's insane to me that he was going to do that just to play basketball. Right, crazy. So, to, oh, we have some questions. Let's get those. I'm trying to pull up what the SEC standings are right now. Here we go. Oh, I have it right in front of me. Oh, do you? Yeah, we could just read that off. Just kidding. So right now, if it ended right now, I know there's some games tonight, we would be playing either either Vanderbilt or Missouri, winner of that game. Hmm. I'll take those. <laughs> I know. Like I'm like, that seems like so seven seed might be uh seven seed might be cushier than the the six seed. They gotta play the number three seed. Huh. I don't know. Oh, wait. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, how does that work? How does six have to play number three and number seven seed gets either the 11 or the 14? Seems backwards, right? The six seed gets the three, three? seed, according to NBC. So do they get a bye? Nope. That's in the second round. Okay, they have it typed out wrong. They do. They okay, do, it they do get it. They do get it. The bracket shows it. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Seven does play the. Yeah, yeah. Three gets a bye. I don't know why they have it typed out like this. So okay. six would play. Six would play the winner of. Right now, if it finished, so seven plays the ten seed, which would be. Arkansas mute. So we'd play Arkansas if we if it ended right now. We'd play Arkansas and then. Winner would play, is it Kentucky in second? Auburn in second right now. So you play Auburn. Yeah. If you won that game. Yeah, we need to, we need to be a six seed. How do we do that? Oh, we got to figure that one out. We got to win this week. Get a, Just keep winning. Just keep winning. They'll, they'll find Carolina you a seed. Play. Just keep winning. Who does South Carolina play on Saturday? Do we know? Um, I can find that. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, I just don't want Bruce Pearl to get another win in Thompson Bowling Arena. Can we please not let that happen? They play Vandy. Damn. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're yeah. going to be playing uh, in 10-seed, it looks like, at best. Right. Oh, well. Hey, is Vandy on a roll? I think you have to ask that question. Saving Lee, baby. <laughs> How many points did he have last night? Do you know? I have no clue. Let's look that up, too. Oh, man. I don't know. What's the thing you hate most about Bruce Pearl? Uh, his sweat. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine playing basketball against him? God, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Let's see. Last night, they beat Auburn by nine. 
Yeah. Vandy beat Auburn by, by eight. They beat by eight. Alabama. Alabama. Why do I keep saying Auburn? <laughs> I was like, what? In the same ugly state. That's why. Saban Lee had 38 points last night. <laughs> Jesus. He had. Uh, he, I mean, he has to. Yeah. I mean, they're if they're going to win, win. That, yeah. I mean, we. Which guy? Kyra Lewis had 30. Dang. How are you going to lose when your best player has 30 points? That's not good. Yeah, that's bad. But Auburn. I, th- I think the main thing with Auburn is you got to keep playing the way you're playing. Hit high percentage shots. Or we just, just take high percentage shots, make those shots, keep Dowdy from, from driving the lane. And run, it runs. Yeah. I mean, especially – basketball is just a game of runs. Right. But the biggest thing, like Auburn, is just – they're streaky in the regard that they'll let you go on a run. So you've got to take advantage, and then you can't let them go on long long runs. What was it? A, I think their long run was in the last game was sixteen points. Yeah, something like that. You just can't let them get on a long run like that because if you're up seventeen and they go you, in a single run, if that's the case, they've cut it to one point. Yeah. And at, at, in the last game, I mean, I don't know how many they were down when they went on the last run, but I think they ended up being. I think they were up by like four or five at the end of their last run. And like that's not okay. You cannot let Auburn just feast on. Yeah, you like, playing bad basketball, and and they smell blood. That's, when a lot of that's timeouts. I you know I know I I know I understand that. But yeah, they smell blood, and like you just got to play good basketball. If if the, if they start going on a run, and then you start trying to play their game where you're flying up the court and trying to make plays happen quickly, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. You have to slow the game down. Because every time you make a mistake and they capitalize on it, that that noise gets louder, louder, louder. Yeah. And that lead gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then you start freaking out. Yep. You start shaking, trembling a little bit. So, yeah, you, you just go play basketball. I think that's I think that's what Rick Barnes think, ended up telling Josiah Jordan James. Just yeah. like, dude, like, well, I understand, like, you're kind of – you're a passer more, but, dude, just go play ball. You I want to play ball as hard as you can. Yeah, and I want to play smart basketball because, yes, go play basketball, but you can't try to play Auburn's game. Yeah. You can't try to play organized street ball. Like, you cannot do that. Yeah. You but, can't try to run. You can't try to – because they're that's how they're going to make you make mistakes. But if you just play smart basketball, if you if you just play – I mean, unless they're shooting just lights out, then call it a day, throw in the towel. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. But it, unless they're just shooting lights out and you play – if you play a, a good brand of basketball, you're going to – you should win. Yeah. You should win. Don't let Brucey come out of Knoxville with a win, please. Please. Pawns keep blocking shots. Think Bruce is going to go to a barbecue on town? Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Well, we're hosting one if you want to come hang out. Probably Buddy's and Aaron barbecue. Craft. You can see him just going there. Aaron Craft? Yeah. yeah. I was like, did I say the right guy? Like the, he wasn't even worth that. He d- he definitely know, wasn't he did, worth. Didn't he beat us? <laughs> yeah, but it, he definitely wasn't worth all the repercussions. He was not. He, I mean, yeah. That If you don't get the guy, it ain't worth it. That's yeah. always true. I don't care who you're recruiting. Yeah. It ain't worth it if you. Because I mean, LSU. I mean, nothing really happened to them, but I think they're like, oh yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth worth being called cheaters. Yeah, I know. If you get the guy and you win, worth it yep. every time. Mm. I'm trying to see what kind of run they went on here. So they like were down by right. Was it a 19-0 run? Because we we're like, I think we we're up 17. They went on a 19, something like that. We're up 17 with 14.35 left. And then 
by the time we scored our next point, they were only down by they were up by one. Yep. So they went on a six. They went on a eighteen zero run. Okay. To like like I said, see that like right there, like you were up seventeen, and the, because of their big run, you know, the lead was not only not only was a seventeen point lead gone, you didn't lead at all. Yep. And yeah, I agree. You got to call a timeout during that break. If once it gets to, I understand Rick Barnes let his guy, lets his guys play through. But once it gets to a cert, you have 17 points to decide whether the timeout's worth it. If you get to 14, use that sucker. Yeah, at one point, just take it. Like, like at least at 14, you're going, he tried to let him play through it, and he was going to stop it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. but You can't take him home with you. You can't. You can't. I mean, I guess you can, but they're not worth it at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Some timeouts might be worth it at home. <laughs> I don't know how uh, is it Candy is that his wife? I don't know how she treats him. He may need he may need him at home. Is Candy his wife's name? Is that her? I thought so. Oh, I don't I don't know. If she, if she, if she he may need some timeouts to get away from her. Uh, Rick Barnes is singing. I want Candy. For him. Yep, Candy Barnes. I want Candy. God, I'm a genius. Oh, before we jump anywhere, do you remember how last show I was talking about Tim Howard playing goalie? Oh for my God, no! I don't want to hear about Tim Howard. Why? You made me hate Tim Howard. What? <laughs> Well, he must listen to the show because oh, guess who's coming out of retirement to play for the Memphis 901? Tim Howard. Yeah, they ran an article about it. Can't believe I guessed it. I are you not happy you listen to our show? Wow, you're gonna <laughs> hate on somebody who listens to this because he obviously heard it and he was like, "I haven't done it, Caleb." But that's I a can. great idea. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I dreamt. I, I'm pretty much. It was Joseph. The the researching it. you did on last show about Tim Howard was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Are you a big Memphis fan? No. You don't like Memphis? No. I thought oh. we talked about this on the last show. We might have. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, you were just in the Tim Howard. I'm I, was a big just, Timmy, I was just letting you go. I'm a big Timmy Howard fan. Okay. So you're going to buy, would you buy a Memphis jersey? No. He's oh. played for a lot of other teams, like the United States. Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a goalie thing, so it wouldn't be like the regular Memphis jersey. It'd be like a different color. But it'd say Memphis on it. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> 901. Let's get to football's coming up. Spring practice is next week. That's crazy. It already starts, which they do it weird, like, because they do like five days and then like three days off. Five yeah. days. I don't even know. I haven't looked at the exact schedule. But And the big thing is no more dead period. Who's the starting quarterback? Are you ready to talk about that? <laughs> no. Can we? Can we just call a starting quarterback right now? I is think Jancic still? Is the, is the Jancic kid still here? <laughs> no, what? There's no way. <laughs> what if they did? They're just like, Bruce. Just like you thought. Yeah, this kid's actually been balling Jack out here. What was the kid from Grace that played one year and then he was like a coach? That guy. He's coming back. What he had like name? four years of eligibility. Did he coach at Indiana now? I don't know. I don't remember his name. Did he go with what's his name? I think he just like ran him. I think I, maybe. But dude, that's the longest throw I've ever seen in the air. He threw a seventy-yard pass, like threw it from the thirty-yard or the yeah thirty-yard line, hit a dude in stride in the end zone in Neyland at the Jamboree. It was incredible. I was like, "Yep, sign the kid. I don't <laughs> care if he can read a defense. <laughs> I want him on my team." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'll, All right, let's do something easier then. Give me your uh, starting kicker. Starting kicker? <laughs> yeah. Definitely C-Mag. It's not even a question. Oh. And Joe Doyle's leaving, I can't leaving, believe you right? don't want to speculate. And Joe Doyle's leaving? I think so. And then 
So it's Paxton Brooks will be our punter, right? Uh, are you are you ready to speculate on the starting punter? <laughs> I don't we're know. We're just we're just we're knocking off the easy ones first. Okay. Um, let's get into some recruiting news since no more dead period. I think the biggest news is Chase Hayden is going to make an official visit to Tennessee on April fourth. It's my mom's birthday. Chase Thomas. Hayden, the, the Vol legacy, the Arkansas transfer, son of former Vol Aaron Hayden. He's been on the show, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Good guy. Um, I think that's huge. Um, I mean, I I feel like it. it's going to depend on if he comes here, if, you know, who's still in this running back room. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's definitely going to be somebody gone. Yeah. You would think. At least one. I mean, if there's two, I think. You know, Chase Hayden might find his way to, to Tennessee, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it's I, I think it's really cool that he's going to take an official visit. He's just going to see the place. Right. I think, I'm, Why would you not? Yeah. You got him. Use him. I like timeouts. Yeah. Got the official visit. Can't take him home with you. Can't take the official visits home with you. <laughs> I think I'm Utah losing. is another one he's kind of looking at um, as well. I think there was another one. I can't remember who it was. Um yeah, April fourth. I think that's the last one that he's taken. So, and then um, you got some guys on campus this week. First, the the oh, hold on. So, we talk about how official visits are important for high schoolers. Are they equally as important for transfers, or do you think that's kind of different? Like, what do you think? Is it the same, or is it different at all? Because um, some, you know, most of these guys have, have either played Division One football, or if they haven't played Division One football, they've at least done rounds of official visits because they're you know they've gone to juco for whatever reason i feel like it's a different vibe i would think that it would be i feel like they've seen all the bells and whistles yeah before right i feel like it's more of one-on-one with coaches and seeing you know what the roster's like what the team's like and then what's what's the plan for them right because i mean they're they're plan is to play immediately right they're, they're not trying to wait yeah it's always they're, they're not trying to wait like freshmen like I think some of them think that they can, they have the opportunity to come in and play, but most probably think, yeah, I could sit out. Like right. a, a year's not going to kill me. Right. But a, a transfer, like, they want, th- this is your shot. We're looking to play like this, immediately. We yeah. need that. Like, who can, yeah. that's probably the more the look they're trying to find. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a couple of big names on campus this weekend. I don't have a complete list. I'll try to get that. Um, three star, former commit, Isaac Washington, out of, Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, will be back on campus. He decommitted here recently um, after Tracy Rocker left. So, you know, him getting back on campus, I, I feel like it's big. Jimmy Brumball, um, Derek Ansley will definitely be in, in his ear probably when he gets back on campus. Right. And, and and just kind of, I'm sure building that relationship with Brumball is going to be huge to see if Tennessee can get back um, in his recruitment. So, I guess that was... You know, Tracy Rocker, I guess we joked about him not being able to recruit. And when he leaves, he's we out lose a recruit. He's out recruiting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Javari Ritzy is another one. He's a four-star, strong side defensive end. Um, and then five-star defensive tackle Peyton Page will be in on campus this week. So, a couple, couple big names there. Um, guys to look out for. All three of those guys are in North Carolina. Um, so, definitely the Carolinas are going to be huge. I'm sure uh, Jay Graham 
is in all those ears because that's that's where he's from. That's his stomping grounds. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe Jay Graham in the 2021 class is our David Johnson from the 2020 class. Let's hope so because we talked about how important those Carolinas are, especially in this this next class. Yeah. And then um, one thing that I thought it was interesting, I actually got to talk to um, Caleb Fortner about his visit to Rocky Top. Um, he is a outside linebacker at Central, um, two-time state champion. Him and his brother Liam Fortner went um, on a visit, I guess like a junior day kind of thing, just to see campus, you know, get a little bit of time with the coaches. And uh, I think they toured the school and everything like that. Right. But I, I think that's huge – Especially for for Caleb because he is, you know, he's he's one of the best players in the area. Um, he's been one of the best players since he was a sophomore. He was the MVP of the state championship his sophomore year. Um, so I think that's huge for Tennessee because they they have such a need at the pass rushing position, um, and he fits that mold. He's got he's got a high motor. I don't know, you know, exactly his measurements and anything like that, but. Motor is something you can't coach. Right. And so I feel like that's that one's is going to be open. I feel like if Tennessee wants to get in the thick of things, they probably could. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was kind of cool for, you know, a Knoxville kid to get on campus. And, you know, I, I don't know if it will come of anything, but he's a, he's a kid that he's probably going to blow up this summer. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, you mentioned how he was the uh, – <clears throat> the, his sophomore year was the MVP of the state championship. Kind of surprised, like, after that moment, which I guess is he's a little undersized, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's also young, pretty young, so plenty of time to to bulk up. And, you, I mean, like you said, the motor is the biggest thing that you can't coach. Um, I'm not seeing a, his measurements on online anywhere. I'd say he's right around six foot, though. Yeah. I mean, he's not a tiny kid by any means, mm-hmm. but um, definitely has some – some room to grow. Yeah. That's all I got. I mean, spring practice, it's here. So we're going to keep an eye on all the position battles and everything like that. I'm sure the quarterback will be the most talked about. Like it but always Landon's is. Landon's going to give you guys a quarterback prediction before the starting quarterback prediction for the end of the show. For the, for the first game. For I'll the, just... for the spring game. Oh, the spring game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Who's on the, who's on the first team? I think it's JG. <laughs> oh, I know it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, for the first game, I think it's JG. I probably. I don't I mean who knows. Peru might come out and surprise us. Yeah, maybe. I've heard. I've heard some. Heard some things. Oh. heard some things. That doesn't mean anything, but I've heard some things. Jack Jancic, is it Jack? I don't know which was it. Which one? So there's one that obviously just graduated, but maybe that's Jack. Is that Jack? There's another one that was right. There was one on Brock, campus here recently. Brock is no Brock on the basketball team. Okay, yes, you're right. Are there that many of them? I guess. I don't know. There was a Jancic quarterback over here recently, right? Yeah. Okay. He was he was on campus last like he was here last year. Oh, he, no, he wasn't in 2019. He wasn't on the 2019 roster. Oh, he wasn't. Look on the 2018 roster. Yeah, I can't find any measurements for for Caleb Fortner. We know he's good. Yeah. I mean, we we've seen him. Zach okay. Jancic. That's he's, right. He's 6'1", 190. So. Zach Jancic. It is Zach. Okay. Yep. Brock's at, on the basketball team, and then who's the kid at Catholic? Zach, that was uh, a Jancic, That was right? Jack. Jack, okay. Yep. 
Gotcha. Oh, baseball. Put the oh, you still have it on. I Let's still got it on. I was about to say, put on. the victory cap back on. on. The number eleven t- team in the country, you the got Tennessee t- Vols. You got a twenty-eight to two victory. Twenty-eight to two. Oh my god. Long, long. Let's start by saying this: Longwood is not good. No, but we also need a yeah. No, but twenty-eight. But we are good. We are good. Scoring twenty-eight runs is impressive. Yeah. Um. So you gave up two runs in in just the second inning. You scored in, um, every inning besides the fourth and the eighth. Obviously, you didn't get the bat in the ninth. Um. He had 22 RBIs, 19 hits, 18 walks. Uh, Zach Daniels, two hits, four RBIs, a home run, and a triple. Um, Al Solari had two hits, four RBIs, a home run. Jordan Beck, the freshman, had three hits, three RBIs. He had eight players in the game with multiple hits and seven guys with multiple RBIs. Dang. I mean, it was just a hidden barrage, and we, right. we pitched a bunch of freshmen, like guys that you know hadn't had a ton of experience getting the games and only gave up five hits struck out 14. Um, so long Longwood may struggle. They, they were not that good, but I think Tennessee is, uh, I think we talked about this on the last show, on the last show, the more and more I watch this team, the more and more I feel like they are for real. Yeah. I want to see us get an SEC play. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, they, with the, with the way the, that we're looking batting. I feel much more confident. Yep. The fact that we can score runs. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year, it's like, no matter how well you're pitching, yep. you're worried about, can we score in this inning? Now I feel much better. And, and it's it's like the Italians. It's like score and score and score and score and score and score. Pass it to the Italians. You're my greatest, one of my greatest comebacks. I'm still gonna oh, I'm it. sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean. It was a good, that was a good movie. It's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Bing bong. Um, <laughs> But they're outscoring opponents 153 to 23. They have That's 24 stupid. home runs and have given up 23 runs on the season. It's wild. Absolutely wild. I hope and, we can keep up that scoring, like somewhat of that pace scoring in the SEC. I know it's and, tough. You're facing better better pitchers, yeah. but still. If you can keep up somewhat of that pace. And the most runs you've given up so far are four runs in a game. Yeah. And that, that was twice. Houston and Western Illinois. And Western Illinois, you won 23 to 4. So, um, I don't know. I mean, this this team is wild. Twenty eight runs. I mean, that's the game didn't feel like it was ever going to be over. No, I. What time did it end last night? Like nine. It started at six. So it. Okay, I think so it not, was. I think it was like ten. Is when it ended. No, yeah, I was gonna say nine wouldn't be terribly long. Yeah. Um, but we do have some questions, so let's let's get to some of these questions. Um, before I do that, the baseballs. Um, get back into action on Friday. And you can expect to see Garrett Crochet in some of these games. And Camden Sewell. So, so two guys that you haven't seen. That, that makes me think. Huge impacts last year. If you're going to see Garrett Crochet over the p- course of these four games at some point, yeah. a little a little bit, makes me think you may see him for a uh, uh, a full appearance at somewhere in the South Carolina series. Oh, yeah. So. I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's itching to get back out there, um, but dude, that's that's wild. You, you have a great pitching rotation right now, and you just add two more guys in that right. had a huge impact in last year's team. So things are looking even better on Rocky Top. But um, this this weekend, you start your series off with Wright State on Friday at six thirty. 
um, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And then you have ETSU on Tuesday, and then you start SEC play um, on March 13th against South Carolina in Columbia. Um, so Wright State, you know, one thing that I kind of look into them, they've played Mississippi State, they've played Auburn, mm. so they've obviously played these – SEC teams. I don't think they're going to be scared to come into Lindsey Nelson. So, and I think they're a better, a lot better opponent than Logwood and probably George Washington. So, um, I feel like this will be a, a good series to get under her belt before we get into SEC play. Right. So, right. So let's get into these questions. Um, Also, did you see where um, Quentin Dormady is? Yeah, throwing at the going back, coming back to Tennessee. Right, right. I think that's pretty cool. The pro day is on March 26th, so he is coming back to to throw. I mean, that's. I feel like it's going to help him just having better receivers to throw to, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the maybe the receivers have a different perspective on that, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so Bailey deep to Hyatt. Oh, I like that at VFL Pilgrim. He says with all, with the way all of UT athletics are trending, does Philip former have the chance to be the most successful AD in Tennessee history? Your projection for total championships before he retires. Wow. I mean, he's done a lot of things the right way so far. And I feel like he's, he's definitely one of, you know, the most successful coaches to come through Tennessee. So I, Success, I feel like, is in his blood. Yeah, there's a lot. So, what what was the exact question about the AD though? Um, like the, does he have a chance to be the most successful AD in Tennessee history? I mean, I feel like he has a really good chance because, I mean, you got to give some credit in terms of um, Curry to the baseball program is moving in the right direction. Um, I mean, obviously, he'll get credit for the football and lady, you know, the hires he's made. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of sports programs trending in the right direction. He hired volleyball. They had a really good year. Um, track and fields, you know, always had some individual success. And I feel like that's just, you've had people setting personal records and winning at SEC, you know, track meets. So I feel like he has a really good chance with the way every program's rolling. There'll be some stuff, some decisions he has to make that can really like kind of set his, you know, put his name and in history as a great AD, yeah. he'll have an opportunity to, to improve facilities. And I guess we'll just kind of see how that goes. I mean, yeah, and, and baseball is one of those. I mean, yeah. he, he was the one that approved that artificial turf. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be, he definitely has a chance to be successful. AD success is weird though, because I mean, very few people will remember athletic directors, you know, 20 years from now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's very rare. Uh, and few and far between, but if he's able, I mean, when, and when I say that, it, it, when it comes to hires and fires and, uh, personnel and, and team specific teams winning, um, but you know, if you're able to, to build programs for the long haul, you'll be remembered forever. Like people that are able to build indoor football facilities, or if Philip Formers, I know indoor tracks come up, if that's built and you have the track program being successful for 30, 40 years because of it then you'll be remembered. Yeah. So. And, and I look at it like, are you going to, you're all, Phil former is always going to be remembered because he won a national championship here as a coach. Right. Now, is he going to be remembered as an athletic director? 
that's probably to be de- determined. Yeah. I feel like at least he has to win two championships in some aspect to at least put his name up there as, as being the same success as a as a coach. Yeah, and, it, and I think even championships are tough because it's like, who gets the credit if Rick, like, I don't think Rick Barnes will win a national championship here, but if he did, who gets the credit? Sure, he signed an extension, but he didn't bring him here. Right. And does that go to, does that go to, you know, Phil Fulmer? If Tennessee goes to the College World Series, does Phil Fulmer get that credit? I mean, so it's just like, that's why I say wins and losses and championships are like tough to put on AD. I think yeah, that's what, true. how programs are set up for the long haul is what determines that. Yeah. Because even, I mean, even then, like, you're going to be remembered as a coach a lot more than you're going to be remembered as an AD. Oh, absolutely. An absolutely. AD is an, an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. Only a few people remember the ADs. Only people that really like, typically only the people who really know the ins and outs and pay, pay really close attention remember the ADs. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, and, and there's a lot that we'd like to forget. Right. <laughs> Especially here recently. Yeah, you only really get remembered if you really suck at your job. Yeah. My, at Mike Hamilton. Oh, my God. We've got, we've got a, we've got some interesting things to talk about with Mike Hamilton that don't get talked about because decade of dysfunction is primarily about football. There was some dysfunction the last decade with, with baseball that needs to be talked about, especially involving Mike Hamilton, which really it was probably the decade before, but still there's some dysfunction that needs to be spoken about. Oh yeah. You have something for us. Not yet, but yes. Oh, okay. I okay. have, I have something, but need to, um, need to get the full. Ooh, I like the gossip. I, I watch. So it was the women tell all of the bachelor. I was intrigued because there was so much drama in it. It was awesome. So I, I, yeah. I like this. I like, I this like isn't so much drama and, anymore. It was at the time. Yeah. I love, I love good drama yeah. stories. It's great. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, the, the little bit I've heard of it, I am, uh, very intrigued. I mean, I, let's, let's make a Netflix documentary series out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's er, do it. Everything um, else is. They got I need you to look cats. into the camera and be like, I know what I have to do. Like the guy from Firefest. I know what I had. I knew what I had to do when I went into that office. <laughs> <laughs> Take one for the team, bud. I'm not gonna do that. You don't have to do it. You just have to say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I probably need to move on. <laughs> um, so Ethan Dixon at Balls Boy 2002 said, "What's one weakness you've seen with the Vols baseball? Because I really haven't seen any." I think that's true. I mean, especially up to this point, they're undefeated and they're scoring right. opponents 153 to 23. So it's hard to find something. But if I were going to say an, an injury and just nitpicking, it's probably injuries just because of like the people that were missing now, like Garrett Crochet, Camden Sewell. Um, Solari got hurt, but he, he played last night. So it was, I, I guess it wasn't anything too major. I feel like that that could be their weakness. It's not necessarily a weakness right now, right? But it, it could be a weakness. Say if Garrett Crochet comes back and knock on wood that this doesn't happen, but he comes back, his arm is still sore, right? He's not able to pitch. He's not able to, you know, have an impact on this SEC season. That's that's huge. So I, I'm not saying that it is right now, but it could be possibly injuries could be, and and, and just like any time, and you're nitpicking. Yeah. You're nitpicking. And that's why, you know, I agree There's it's hard to say there's any weaknesses. I asked that question at the end of March. We'll have three SEC series down against yeah. several g- good SEC teams, that being Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and LSU. 
asked that question at the end of March, and I, I'm sure we can name some weaknesses. That doesn't mean we won't win a lot of games in that time period. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure after South Carolina, you'll probably have You'll, you'll some, have at least some iffy stuff. Yeah, and then Vanderbilt. After Vanderbilt, you'll know exactly how good this team yeah. actually is. Yeah. So ask us at the end of March, and uh, I think we'll be able to give you a much better answer. Because I agree. It's like, how really can you point out much big, much weaknesses yeah. or many weaknesses right now? So taking that off, it's making my head sweat. <laughs> but you said it's a perfect fit, man. Come on. It was a perfect. That's why I was making my. It was snug on there. Um, I think we had one more. Um, yeah. So Ethan Dixon at Balls Boy 2002 again says, also assuming Folkston stays healthy next year, do you think he breaks? A thousand career points. He currently has six nineteen. Um, so I did. I did a little bit of math on this one because I, I got this a little earlier. Oh, big math guy, huh? Uh, yeah, big math guy. Um, so through thirty-two games, he would need to average right at twelve points a game to get a thousand. It would be a thousand and three if he didn't score any more this season. So well, what he, he what is that nineteen? The, he needs us to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he, he or and I think or anything. Well, he just yeah, needs to play more he, basketball. He, we need to play some more basketball for. But yeah, so twelve game. points. He's averaging thirteen point six right now. So I don't think that's going to be a I big problem. I feel like he should get to. And that with that being said, I feel like yes, Ethan, he should get to a thousand. Yes, yeah, I I agree. I think he should be around fourteen next year. Yeah, even with the scores we got coming in, hopefully we get a lot better offensively, so we're able to score more points. Right, and so his production on offense won't fall off. Anymore. Right. Um, we have one more. Which I thought we did. We do. I just don't. I just did not save it because I'm terrible. Um. So Eric Haber Haber. Eric Habes, Habs, um, he said, how many blocks is East Ponds away from breaking the single season record and who is the current holder? Do some research on this one. So, C.J. Black, um, this is in year 97 through 98, had 73 blocks. Ponds right now is two away. He has 71 right now. Most blocks on the season. Yeah. Where is he? Did you look up career-wise? I did not. Okay. I think he's still pretty far behind career-wise, so I was just curious. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is because, like, this is – he he didn't even start up until this year, so right. yeah. Well, but, he started last but year, but two away, so you at least have two games left, and he's got one in every single game so far. So he should he should at least tie it, yeah. And then you got an SEC game, you got your guarantee at least one SEC tournament game, so he should break it this year. Well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. So, oh yeah. yeah, sorry, I was thinking yeah, yeah you're right. Saturday and one yeah. SEC game. Okay, yes. So he's guaranteed to at least tie it. Hopefully, we'll have more games, <laughs> yep. and he can break it. We'll see. I think that's that's an. I can't believe somebody is even close to that. Yeah, that's an insane number. Because he's averaging like two point something blocks per game. How many do we have as a team this year? Did you look at that? I did not look at that. Golly, I bet it's a ton. Yep. That's all the questions we got. You want to get to segments? Yeah, let's move into some segments. So jumbo. I can tell you how many blocks we have as a team. One hundred and seventy. To our teams, ninety-one. And Wait, East Ponds obviously has 71 of those. So we have 170. And the, our opponents have 90 together against have 91. us. Yeah, I guess against us, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, Fulgerson has 26. I probably wouldn't have guessed that. He does get – I just – I wouldn't – I don't know. 26 seems like a lot. Because that's him. He's just under one a game, right? Yeah, we played 31 games. Yeah, so, so he's just, just a little bit under one a game. Yep. 
through of. Jumbotron. Uh, Jumbotron. We're going to do the thank you, thank, thank you to Tennessee for having a great comeback the other night. We're going to do the greatest comebacks of all time. Yeah. Fictional, real, greatest comebacks of all time. Who you got? I got Peyton Manning. Him coming oh, back okay. from a broken neck. <laughs> and actually just, and not even just playing football. He excelled in football. Yeah. So, Won yeah. a Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah. Won a Super Bowl. After a broken neck. That's, he had to learn how to throw a football all over again. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's. I feel like that's a good comeback, right? Oh, yeah. Gotta it's be, a great comeback. Gotta be up it's there. one of the greatest comebacks. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be up there. Speaking of football, I've got one. Oh. 28-3. <laughs> is this a comeback or is this just a... a meltdown? Oh, yeah. it's a comeback. <laughs> it's a comeback, all right. And it's one of the greatest comebacks. Okay. I mean, yeah, it is definitely an all-world meltdown from the Falcons. But, hey, the Patriots had a score, too. Yeah. Falcons didn't score in the second half, right, at all? No. Yeah. No, they scored in the third quarter. Okay. Yeah. That's That That makes it worse. That makes it worse. Because mm-hmm. you didn't even get blanked in the second half and still lost. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. My next one is uh, the longest yard. Got to be. Um, <laughs> crew. Crew, yeah. What's his first name? What is this for? I can't remember. Adam Sandler or the old one? Older one. No, the Adam Sandler. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I've seen the older one. Like, all the way all through. The, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know if I don't I've think seen I've seen it. Through. Yeah. I don't think I've either. Yeah, the, the, the inmates over the guards. Got to be a great comeback. Um, Adam Sandler almost gets shot after it. He does. Because he came back. <laughs> Big comeback guy. Big comeback guy. <laughs> Big comeback guy. Uh, my next one, fictional as well. Kicking and screaming. The Italians. Pass it to them. They almost didn't get to play in the championship game. Was it the championship? Semifinal game. I don't know. One of the games. Because they had to work at the butcher shop. But you know what? The team picked themselves up. by. There's two comebacks in the story. They the rallied together. themselves up by the bootstraps. Butchers some meat. Comes and the other team actually forfeits. So that's good for them. And then Will Ferrell has an all-world uprising as a coach. Falls off the map. And then has an incredible comeback to win. You also got to throw in Mike Dick in there too. Mike, no, Mike he, Dick never comes back. Remember, he he watches from the bushes. But he but he came from the Bears too. Oh yeah, that is the, quite the comeback to the Tigers. To the Tigers, <laughs> all world comeback for the Juice Box Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that a boy, Bing Bong. <laughs> I'm about um, to watch that movie again. I forget how great it is. It is so fantastic. It's a great movie. It is. Oh <laughs> man. <sighs> Did you read something? No, that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he picks up the traffic cone and he's yelling at the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Um, I'll go another fictional one because I can't really think of um, sports ones right now, but I'll go Ricky Bobby. Oh, okay. Coming back and, and getting in a car with a wild cougar. Is his or Ron Newman's better? I guess Ryan Newman hadn't completed his yet. Yeah. He hasn't got Karen in his car yet. When you get Karen in your car, then you learn how to drive again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can we go ahead and put the Astros? Are the Astros going to come back from this? No, they're dead. <laughs> how do you know, though? They might. The Asterisks. The Asterisks. They could come back from it. I think my issue with the Astros is, like, they just, like, aren't sorry. It just feels like it's... Oh, no, they're definitely not sorry. No. Well, I love how everybody's excuse is, like, Sign stealing is a part of baseball. Guys, not 
with a camera in the outfield no. and relaying from no. the outfield to the dugout to the batter. Yeah, that's it, not if a part the coach of on third base is doing the same thing every time, and you pick up on what he's doing, that's different. Yeah, but a camera, yeah, or no, you have a guy on, at second base that can. Yeah, that's so. Or cool. a trash can somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll allow the trash can. <laughs> Did you watch Rizzo's at that at spring training? No, was it Rizzo? That's it was one of the Bears. And one of the, or, bears? One of the bears, the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. <laughs> You're wearing a Mike, hat. Mike Dicka. Mike Dicka's on my mind. I got Dicka on my mind. And, uh, oh, whoa. And uh, he's getting comebacks. That's just. So, you know how they mic him up in spring training? Like, yeah. during their at bats and what? Uh, while they're playing? He's like, I have no idea what's coming here. He's like, someone bang on a trash can for me. <laughs> I'm like, that's fantastic. I love that, like, everybody's taking shots at the Astros. Like, oh, it's. It's going to come back to bite somebody because somebody else is cheating somewhere. That'd be another comeback. <laughs> we got another comeback to add. That's like, I can't wait to catch the next team. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. So, is that comebacks? Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Hmm. Are we going to end up putting uh, O.J. Simpson up there? <laughs> oh, wow. I was thinking Eric Berry. <laughs> Eric Berry. Where's he at now? I don't even know. I think he's still a free agent. Is he? Yeah. So he hadn't completed his comeback yet. Well, he, he to come overcome cancer. That's quite. Well, he played football the next year. He didn't. He was on their roster, but he didn't play a lot of thought. I'm pretty sure he played. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd stand corrected. I didn't realize he played after the uh, the issue. Uh, let's go. Mm. Yeah, I guess just call it a day there. Cool with me. We'll go with the Astros. <laughs> let's bank on their comeback. <laughs> Did you see the coach arguing with the guy where he was like, "Are you going to give your trophy back?" And yeah. one of the somebody on the staff is like arguing. I'm like, "What are you going to win there?" Yeah. Like, what are you going to win? He's like, like yeah, I'll just keep, keep paying to come here. And yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay to do this. <laughs> I'm like, why do you respond to that? I yeah, just shut up. Yeah, like you're not going to win that battle. It's incredible. That's my stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's get to it. Let's get into stupidity. You got anything? Uh, I do. Go ahead, though, because I got pulled up. Okay, I have a Shea Payne. Um he says, y'all are mad about Rick not calling the timeout, but my man was being smart and waited on the media timeout, saving them for the end of the game, big brain stuff. Wait, this is before the Auburn? Or- this is after Auburn. Yikes. Yeah, dude. Like, Yikes. He, he wasn't waiting for the media timeout. He was just not – he was being – Rick Barnes also, being stubborn. and just we lost. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, you can't say that after you lose. No, you cannot. Bad. It's all right, though. Did I share, share the Alex Brigman thing the other day? How he was talking about how he liked, this is uh, like last year, he likes the way the game polices itself. He's mm-hmm. talking about batters getting hit. And then his first at-bat in spring training, he got hit. <laughs> this is like a year ago before all this happened. He's like, yeah, I kind of like the way, you know, the players take things in their own hands. I like the way the police itself. And now, obviously, he's going to get... Drilled. Freaking domed with some pitches this year. I love it. 
So does he. So does Alex Bregman. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he likes it because he's gonna get it. Right. You're gonna you're gonna at least learn to enjoy it. Yeah, you're gonna learn today. You got any more? I got one more. Uh, I'm not gonna share that. I'll share it with you later. Okay. I'm gonna share it on here. So uh, the Tennessean sucks. Terrible. Terrible. I don't know why anybody would want to pay to to list or read their articles. But anyway, this ar- article is I didn't read it because I'm not going to give them a click, but it did say Tennessee wide receiver, Juwan Jennings and Vanderbilt tight end Jared Pinky among biggest losers at NFL combine. I read the article to be fair. I, I, I do understand what you're saying. To be fair, they addressed what Juwan Jennings did during the season and pretty much just stated that he had a poor combine. Like his vertical mm-hmm. wasn't great. His 40 wasn't great. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, my thing is like Juwan Jennings is not a loser. That's yeah. that's fact. I mean, so you can't you can't call somebody a loser if you say well, you know, Juwan Jennings didn't have a good combine. Yeah, maybe. And I just don't think. And I think the only reason I argue with like combine's biggest loser is like I feel like to be the biggest combine's biggest loser, the combine would have to affect your draft stock. The only thing the combine could have done was help it. They won't hurt his. Like it only could have helped if he had done well. Yeah. So I do agree with that. But also they did like they were fair in saying Juwan Jennings here's what he's done in SEC play. Like yeah. he has plenty of work to show for it. I mean, the the tape speaks. For right. And, that, and that's pretty much what they said. And then they were just like, he was pretty much, he tested the lowest of, he was one of the lowest wide receivers to test, right. which is true. And, and not really surprising. Not surprising. I mean, I think most people kind of expected that. Yeah. I think I, I, I would have guessed a faster 40, but vertical, I probably wouldn't have bet a lot on. Um, three cone. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I would not have been like, Oh, he's going to be one of the best receivers at the combine. I know I would not have said that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get the, the title of the article. Well, and it's just, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Especially and I get, like they try to cover it up, but I feel like they just did that to get people. Oh, to get, up. to get clicks. Yeah. And, and, and the biggest thing about national media is they're all just watching the combine. Like, no, whoever wrote that article probably never saw Juwan Jennings play in a college football game. No. I would almost guarantee it. Probably not. Unless, you know, they were watching the Vanderbilt game because for some reason they're probably a Vanderbilt fan. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Yeah. No, I couldn't imagine. Being that would, bad in football and basketball? I would say I'd jump off a, jump off the stadium, but the stadium's not big enough for me it to kill me. So. Yeah, it would just break your legs. It's just going to disappoint me. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's all I got. That's all I got. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We will be back Sunday after a Tennessee win. Hopefully. Two. Three. What time's the game on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Probably four. Four Tennessee wins. God, I'm going to have to get a new hat. You're going to have to get a couple. I'm going to wear it out. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> a couple hats. We'll be here back after four Tennessee wins. We might tailgate. We probably won't tailgate. <laughs> but that would be fun to do one time. Yeah. Maybe we'll tailgate for a basketball game next season. I don't know. When we're really good. That'll be fun. If we're yeah. really good. Because we probably won't have many noon games, thankfully. Thank God. I don't know. Noon, noon basketball, it happens to the best basketball teams. It kind of sucks. Yeah. It's very strange. But regardless, mm-hmm. thank you all for listening. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anything, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, where there's a podcast you can find us. We appreciate you all listening to us. And you know who I'm talking about. The headband wearing, number 10 wearing, wind stealing, wheeling dealing, Team plane flying. I'm talking about John Fulgerson's big night last night. 
That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.